0: Welcome to Slayer ninety eight. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford.
1: And I'm Ashley K.
0: Smalls. Hi, Ashley. Hey. I feel like we got this down pretty good now, right? Like
1: Yeah, I was about to say, and also like we're halfway through already. So I know, we made it. No, we did. No one's lost their mind yet. So, you know, it's <laughs> it's been great.
0: I was. I Uh, I told everyone before recording. I literally finished watching the episode like two minutes before we started. Um, Because I I fully about
1: that though is that now when we go over everything, I'm gonna be like, "Right, Uh, you really saw this."
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you'd think, but sometimes my weed soaked brain, I still will like. What did I want? I'm like, wait, wait, when did that happen? Like, I feel like I'm so my ADD mixed with everything else. I'm like, like I always forget names. Um, I feel like so often, like, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I would be like, that other not Captain America, like, I would forget his name all the time, and like, I don't know, I feel like when they're side characters, I'm like,
1: oh, God. What's See, that, I only like- remember everyone's name in that because I want relationships with them, so I guess that's, <laughs> that's they fair. should maybe start using that as a plot. But <laughs> uh, but we are uh, joined uh, by two guests today. Um, we First off, we have Palestinian freelance writer based in Seattle.
2: Hey, my name is Tarek Roof. Hi, guys. Hi. Nice to meet you.
1: Hi. Nice to meet you. Uh, and we also have freelance freelance writer currently writing for Nerdus, based in New York.
3: Hi, this is Maryam Ahmed. Hi. Hi. Uh,
0: I'm so glad to have both of you here. I want. I, I said this already before we recorded, but I wanted to let everyone know. <gasps> Both of you were very, very uh, flexible with scheduling it. I really appreciated it. Uh, I had two cancellations this week and both of you were like super down to jump in. And I really appreciate that. Um, and both of you, it's like uh, your first time on the podcast. So what we do is at the top, um, I'm going to get uh, Tarek. How did you feel about this episode in particular? Like a quick overview of how you felt about it.
2: Uh, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really cool. And I like how we're just really getting into the depths of Kamala's powers and her family. And I just thought it was really cool. It was also just really cool to see a Muslim wedding. Like, I just thought that was awesome. So I feel very good about the episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Ashley, what'd you think of it?
1: Um... I'm gonna be honest with you. I think out of the three that we've seen so far, it's probably my least favorite. And that's not saying I didn't enjoy it. Um, but like, if I was to choose which one to rewatch, I'd probably rewatch like episode one or two. Um, mm-hmm. But I absolutely enjoyed the wedding scene. Like that's been one of the highlights of the series so far. That was an amazing scene.
0: Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I love that too.
3: I liked it. For the most part, apart from some choices, but I guess we can get into that as we Uh discuss the episode in depth. But um, yeah, I definitely loved the whole wedding scenes. I loved the emphasis on Kamala and her sort of urge to protect her community and family. I thought that was very cool. Um, But yeah, overall, liked it. I think I agree with Ashley, though. Um, This might have been my least favorite of the three so far.
0: Yeah, I think I might. I think I I agree with that sentiment as well. Cause like I didn't dislike it. I just, it was like of the three, I think Disney and like, we've discussed this before, Ashley, the, some of the shows have a little bit, even when they're short, sometimes hit like a weird slump. Um, and I'm, I, I felt myself feeling for this episode, like, okay, but like, I want to see her. I think you tweeted this, Ashley. Like I wanted to see her like fight back when the like people were attacking the wedding um, and I get she's a kid, so it's like, I don't know. I, I kept, I wanted a little bit more forward momentum story-wise, uh, and it felt like we were like doing what we did in episode two, where it's like, ooh, there's still the mystery, you don't really know, um, and it felt like we like added to the mystery, but didn't add to like the forward momentum. I don't know.
2: It's really um, interesting because the. Uh... I think that all three episodes are still in that slump phase. I agree completely. And they're like I like them all equally, which is to say eh, you know, like I haven't wow. been super imp- haven't been like super impressed. Like with Loki by episode 3, I was like, "Whoa, wow." And like with WandaVision, by okay, episode 3 with WandaVision was still, you know, not that great. But <laughs> uh it, it's this is kind of following WandaVision's um I think in in that the first three episodes are just Eh. Eh, all All around. All right. I I I appreciate
0: uh that you brought the hot takes for this. (laughs) Um yeah, so this episode, uh I really loved the fact that they played like like very dramatic, like continuation music because we ended on Cliffhanger last episode. Um my only thing was I was kind of like other than like that being his mom, and we, we you know, we saw the vision of her, it was kind of like Okay, so it's his mom, is how I kind of felt about the cliffhanger last episode. It was kind of like, all right. I mean, if it was like her great-grandmother in the backseat, it would have been like, holy shit, but it was like, all right, it's that guy's mom. We just met that guy, huh? <laughs> um, but I liked that it like had this like super dramatic music, and we started. I actually liked the flashback we opened on. Um we see like Cameron's mom digging through some stuff, and she finds because the, oh, so the only problem with me finishing this episode two minutes before we recorded is I meant to look up like to see like what the Easter eggs were, um, but I did not get to look. So I was wondering. Yeah, I was like, mm, I wonder if that like if any of this is like referencing the comics because I didn't
1: know if it was. I don't well, know this if it is a real departure from the comics. I'm gonna be honest with you.
0: Um, That's what I
1: thought. The, the, oh, the, it's so I, different. Yeah, I'm so yeah, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, <laughs> what I have seen has been um, the the symbols um that uh Karaman's mom what is her name, Najma, uh, mm-hmm. and and the other clandestines were standing on were the same signs as the Ten Rings. So there have been people linking um Oh shit, really? That's what I saw on TikTok. Huh. Um but as someone like I mean this has been a this has been a huge departure from the comic. So right. uh there's no like Hey, they're you know, they're doing this thing that that they're bringing like no, it's so I mean I've been seeing people link it a bit more to the rest of the MCU. Um I saw someone link it to Shang-Chi. I saw someone um that was the mo- that was the main thing I remember seeing. I know that there was something in that scene that was related to the to the signs of the 10 rings from Wing Wu. Yes, um, yeah.
2: The, the the ground had the symbols yeah, of the 10 rings go. on them. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So that's, I remember that and then um the bracelet um was on someone with blue skin so there were people trying to see if that may have been Cree or if it was jen um which i'm not really all that comfortable with but in terms of just in in this in the sense of the topic of hey how does this link to the comics as some i know some people will watch the show and then see like from comics that they haven't read you not you haven't missed out on anything yet because like for those of us who read the comics we are at least i am a bit lost Myself, so. <laughs> it's so
2: confusing. I mean, honestly, it really is because, like, the her source of her powers are coming from a completely different place in the comics, yeah. Um, yeah. and like the clandestine, not in the like. I mean, they are Marvel Marvel comics, but they had no association with Kamala, um, so it's just really interesting.
1: And I'm like, I can't even remember. I re-brushed up on the Miss Marvel comics, so I'm like, I know I've read about the clandestines. But that is very deep, deep somewhere in the back of my mind. I can't even tell you where I – anyways, yeah. So um, I will not be the comic book nerd on this podcast <laughs> um, is my announcement here. But, um, yeah, no, this has been a huge departure. I'm going to be honest with it. I'm not that happy with it. I mean, I know maybe a part of me is being a little, like, stubborn because I'm like, damn, I thought they were definitely linking this to the Inhumans. And to be fair, it's possible that this could be them throwing us off. But – right. Um, well, yeah, I'm curious what, what you
0: both think of it. Um, yeah, cause we kind of, we do, we get that flashback and then, uh, his mother's kind of like explaining, gives like a little bit of like a plot, plotty exposition info dump. Um, what'd y'all think of that?
3: I am. Yeah, I think I don't like it. I yeah. I don't <laughs> like it. I think the, in order to make Kamala basically go through the same, kind of journey she goes from the comics of being inhuman and like finding out she's like even more different than she realized before. Mm. They're making her Jin and that's like not something I'm super comfortable with because of how first of all the clandestines, I looked at the comics very briefly today but um, <laughs> it's like replete with orientalist stereotypes like yeah. showing them as barbarians, like white saviorism anything you could think of is there. That's not great. So even if they're trying to redeem that and try to change the cultural context of that, I don't know if that's necessary, if it's just going to be like a red herring that we're just eventually going to lead to the inhuman whatever storyline. Right. But yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm going to be hoping it is just yeah. a mystery. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I agree completely because I was also doing some some research on the clandestine and like it came out in the '90s and it was uh like the Marvel comics came out in the '90s and super problematic racist stereotype t- typical racist stereotypes and hmm. like caricatures of of Jin and the mythology that they're using like it was definitely like like a culture that they're like oh this would be a really cool thing to make like a comic like thing out of um and it's just it's curious that they would go there um Mm -hmm. they have so many so many other places they could have gone with kamala um and to like focus on the jinn part of the marvel mcu like why you know
0: wait so is it is that accurate for the clandestines in the marvel comics
2: the clandestines in the marvel comics are jinn yes and they are and they are um like it's it has to do with this one guy named Adam who who basically fell in love and like had sex with a Jin and created like a clandestine bloodline that like have like magical power and um oh. and it's just like like uh, Mariam was saying very white savior type stuff going on from what oh. I recall this is a day's worth of like. education for me um, because i went down this this, (laughs) i went down this uh, rabbit hole
0: listen it's already more than i did because i had worked and then i came home i worked out and then i had to watch this eat dinner and come record so i did i thought i was like that name sounds familiar from the comics i feel like maybe i had a trading card of it in the early 90s um when they would make like those like massive trading card sets for marvel because like there's a lot of characters like like morbius that's how i learned who that character was because i had a trading card of him like i never actually read it i mean i have since but like as a kid i only knew who he was because i had a trading card of like oh this dracula guy (laughs) um and there are a lot of marvel characters where i'm like that sounds familiar i think i had a trading card um so yeah i was thinking they were i when she was doing the like you know we've been alive for hundreds of years we're from another dimension i was like Ooh, she's going to say Eternals are Inhumans. She's going to say it. Say the thing. And then she did not. (laughs) I was like, oh, we're right. We're right. Um, Yeah, I was, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, Ashley, we talked about this. It's so weird that they've brought Black Bolt back and like validated the Inhumans as like part of the MCU. So I kind of was like, oh, well, maybe they will go that route.
1: I mean, even beyond just, you know, they did introduce us to an Inhuman in the last Marvel movie. It's also just like the Kree is responsible for Inhumans and they're linked to Miss Marvel. I mean, excuse me, they're linked to Captain Marvel. So it just seemed like such a clear, you know, link between her. We have three episodes before the next adventure we see Kamala in is the Marvel. So it just seemed like an easy link. And I'm just... Like instead you went with this plot here, um, and I don't want to speak on like what the gen means into you know uh, Kamala's community and things like that because that's just not my place. But I've tried to follow along with the dialogue from people in that respective community, and has not been you know all that positive? So I'm just like, damn, why did y- <laughs> why did y'all do this?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: so you know, that is, that's, that's, I'm just, I'm really, really hoping it's to throw us off because maybe with us only being halfway through, they may, you know, they're afraid of, you know, giving us too much when they still have so much more to go. I don't know, really. I really, you know, we won't, this is, this is literally why every episode, one of these, when we do these podcasts, my first thing is always, I'm not going to really know. And like, this is really short and this yeah, I don't know yeah. how they're gonna, you know, be able to really uh display this in such a short amount of episodes and what they're gonna go with. And I'm always nervous about it because even when I start to have a little bit of faith, they go left and I'm like, shit, we're halfway done and this is what you guys are doing. What are you gonna do with <laughs> the next three episodes? It's <laughs> really
2: interesting too, with with the gin concept and like the idea of like them making the the version of djinn that Kamala sees as like these villains and like, it's just taking like a part of like Islamic history and culture and also like vilifying it in a different sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, it, it rubs me the wrong way Yeah, so far.
0: You know, I know because, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um,
3: No, no, the same thing that Thaddeus was saying that like, the heel turn that happens so fast um, with this so-called group of djinn just boggled my mind. Like, the pacing in this episode was yeah, kind of all over the place.
0: Right, like, it was like, I mean, I know I, I even just told everyone, oh, well, this doesn't order, now I'm jumping ahead. Like, at the wedding, it's just like, oh, they're here to kill you. And it's like, wait, how did we get to, like, that, that they're going to kill them all, right? Like yes there, it felt like the, there wasn't like a betrayal turn it was just the mom saying i'm gonna make her do it and then then them say like and then like the announcement of they're here to kill everyone and them like going really hard against kamala that did feel like did i miss a scene like right
1: what? yeah <laughs> right because although really... she was going to help them like she was ready to help. And that's so what I'm confused like, about as well is because like, she literally had to go to Bruno to even figure out what she needed to do. So I'm right. just like, if you are going to force her to help, do you already know what needs to be done here? Cause if that was the case, what was she running to Bruno for? If it's like, Hey, right. we need you need to put your hand in this thing. That's actually going to kill you or something like, you know, I don't, I don't fully understand.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And but, it's not like she even said, no, I'm not going to help. She's yeah, like, I just I need more time. And then like, it's so, like, that's the, the most boggling part of this all is that like, we don't have any, any more time. Like, girl, you've been on this, in this dimension <laughs> for hundreds yeah. of years.
1: You, know, immortal, you have plenty of is time. I can understand <laughs> yeah. you can go back real soon, but like, you actually have a lot more of that than the rest of us, Miss Mamas. Like, just, yeah. um... <laughs>
3: It's just she's also
1: can tell. 16 years old. Yeah. yeah. Like, when, <laughs> you know, when like they're just doing stuff for the sake of like, all right, we gotta get something going on here. And it's like, no, this is this is where really, you know, good storytelling comes into place because like And now I think that was one of the things that made me frustrated with like the big fight. And as Ian was saying about like when I complained about I wish she like knew how to fight because I'm understandable why she doesn't yet. She's a kid. She literally just got her powers like last week. It's understandable. But at the same time, you guys rush to this big sequence. It's like she can't really do anything yet. And, you know, it's not even like she has the type of powers where it's like it just starts doing things on its own, really, like they kind of alluded to that but it still wasn't really helping her yet. And it's like, it gets really frustrating because also if you're going to take this type, it's like, if you are going to randomly decide to speed up, why not speed up when she realizes how to take people down? Cause you now have her severely under like prepared and three episodes left. And I hate to keep bringing it up, but like she is supposed to be partnering with the strongest person in the MCU who goes mm-hmm. up against people who are on her level strength-wise. So if she's not going to be able to hold it down against yeah. assassins, what yeah. is she going to do? Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm getting a little, I'm frustrated with the pacing. And then it's just like, I don't like it when they start doing stuff that doesn't make sense. This is sort of the thing that they did with Falcon and the Winter Soldier that made me frustrated. It was like, we were on a roll and then you randomly have the, you know, tampering with socialist person start start blowing up buildings so right. that she should be reminded that she's a villain. And it's like, you know, it's like this, this is starting to not make too much sense in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will say, I still, I, I still am loving it in general though. No, no, I, no,
1: no. Like I know once we start trying to talk about our grievances, people start acting like we completely hated the show. <laughs> We're just we're just talk we're just the whole point of the podcast people is that we're gonna (laughs) pinpoint some stuff here that like yeah it makes sense overall the show is still absolutely phenomenal um this is just a matter of like you know be smart with with the time or you know also MCU maybe stop giving the shows only six episodes but um that's also say the show is bad
0: I (laughs) a weird grievance that I have is. It feels like in this episode, Bruno is too smart. Almost like we're getting like Tony Stark level scientist shit, and I'm like, yeah. Like when he's like, "Oh, I,
1: I forget what he says to her." Like, "Oh, I ran some tests on your powers," and it's like, "How? How yeah. did he do that?" And then even <laughs> also, the I read a paper. Um, oh, speaking of which, connections. Um, oh yeah, yes.
2: The, yes, the paper exactly. comes
1: From the doctor in in Thor. Um, yeah, in, but he was in both movies. In yeah, Tet- I think he was, he was in, in Avengers too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that was another connection between Miss um, Marvel and Thor. What is his name? Selvig, Doctor Selvig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, just to, just to you know clarify another connection that was there. But also, like when I was in high school, like I wasn't reading like, med- you right. know, paper, like science <laughs> journals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not just like, hey, remember that article on our favorite superhero who in this world would basically be celebrities, but like. A, med- a research journal. Like, I didn't even know what those <laughs> really were at age 15, 16 years old. Um, so, like, they don't really – I mean, again, he did get in Caltech, so I guess it makes m- maybe more sense for him than anyone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But I don't know. What, I, what, what, what
0: did you all think? Like, am I being too nitpicky with the, like, science stuff?
2: No, because like, it's like okay why, it's how is he using how is he using a surface to scan her powers? How like what kind of app can like look at a, a, like a superhuman and just and like scan the powers that are coming inside of them? That was like a little a little ridiculous. And then like interdimensional travel like right. that seems a step up a step up <laughs> for most like i feel like, like tony like stark is mentioned.
1: like yeah. Yeah. yeah tony
2: stark is going to be the one who'd be like oh yeah like i think i i think i know a guy who might know some things not yeah. some yeah. like 16 year old kid from jersey city <laughs>
1: but the thing is even with like when peter parker would be the one to tamper with those type of things he's also in he has access at, at that time he has access to stark tech he's basically mm-hmm. like, you know uh, mm-hmm. stark's long lost son in in the mcu i know there are people who hate that but that is how he's being treated so it's like it makes sense when he has access to certain things that your average teenager wouldn't and they're not really explaining um anyway so to get on a more positive note i did actually (laughs) enjoy (laughs) i did actually enjoy that they had a kamala's father be the one to explain like this lore Mm -hmm. um and not like have it be that he stumbled upon it himself Mm as a a I'm just gonna yeah as as a white guy, but yeah. that they actually had it because it is it is something that is um that is important to um their actual like community and things like that and having mm-hmm. him break it down and, and explain it. Um, but like, see, things like that makes sense versus like when right. we fast forward and randomly he has all the information on everything <laughs> that Kamala needs.
0: Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, I thought I interrupted someone. Sorry. Um. Yeah, and like I. <laughs> i'm very charmed by the father too i really like like you know he's there to get like his like cheat snack and then is like oh want me to read this for you i can and just like reads it and he's like "Hmm, never heard that before and doesn't it like it's like very like <laughs> dad right where it's yeah. like he's oh, so okay. cute yeah yeah
1: yeah and even they have a scene where he um was it him or was it the um i think it was her father who gives her the speech about good isn't something that that was yeah, the that
2: was, Sheik that, yeah, was- yeah,
1: Sheik yeah. that was Sheikh Abdullah. Yeah, that was Sheikh. In the comics, it's her father. Of, that's where I'm getting, and that's literally what I was about to say. I just want to say that that scene um, was referenced in, not referenced in, but it's from the comics, but it's a different character. They've they've um, done that a lot in the show, right? Like have like scenes that are like one for one in the comics. They yeah, mm-hmm. have been doing it. They <laughs> have been doing that, and I, that's that's those are one of the things that I do like. I like I like when the show manages to be a superhero show that's still in the voice of like, yeah. And it's still very much relevant to like teen life. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's where this show, because like I we talked about this in the first two um, episodes, you know, when she's like, she's she's juggling superhero life, but like she has crush on a new boy. She's, mm-hmm. you know, and I going like that to the shit, guidance yeah. counselor and she's dozing off. And it's like, that would be me at 16. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there may, maybe it's the pacing issue of like trying to still illustrate um, this uh charismatic, uh, out there teenager, and then putting her into these like yeah. MCU problems, and I say that to say that like now is going into like the voice of like a Hawkeye, yeah, but, like yeah. Without, as, without the familiarity of us with Kamala as a superhero quite yet, if that makes sense.
2: Ironically, the show is, like, doing a really good job of showing Kamala's, like, personal life and her personal growth and her connection to her family, but they're doing a terrible job in terms of her growth as a superhero and the MCU aspect of the show with the pacing and and Bruno not, like, having access to all this information that he shouldn't have and, like... But like they're doing a really good job with her connection to her family yes. and like I her connection to her culture it. and her religion like it's really it's clear that they were really focusing on making sure that she was grounded in her culture and her roots and like mm-hmm. the show has a basis there because I think they tried really hard because they knew that this was going to be such a like a groundbreaking opportunity for the MCU but yeah. they are almost overdoing it in a sense where they're not really giving her time to grow as a hero or get to know her powers or get to like have these problems with these villains that aren't well like rounded and like super one eighty turns. Like it's really weird. It's a weird balance thing issue. Yeah, you're right. Cause it, it Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: Um, yeah, no, I think um, the reason that that problem is what exists in the show is because I think in the comics, like her sort of figuring out her identity and her place, was so intricately connected to how she was changing her body like the first moment where she realizes oh i can save someone Mm. she's like oh i can only save someone if i'm white blonde haired Mm blue-eyed like i think that exploration that those comic powers gave her um isn't necessarily replicable with whatever it is going on in the show right now with connecting her to Jin now and like whatever if they had just stuck to it being like, oh, something that is in her like matrilineal line or something, maybe that would have worked. But the mm-hmm. the way that like those two paths aren't matching up necessarily, I think, is because they've changed it up so much.
2: Yeah, I agree with that completely. They're totally overcompensating for the fact that they really took away her one part of her ability that really connect to her to her roots and they're mm-hmm. like now they're trying to figure out like how do we make sure that she still is connected to her roots without that massive moment that she had in like the very first comics where she's like i don't have to be white i want to be me yeah and
0: i mean yeah so i do want to i want to talk about the the moss scene because that made me very happy watching them stand up to damage control um and like i i feel like nakia's getting more to do mm-hmm. um and i i've I liked that because i did like her character uh, i i filled actually this already i read the first i think only the first four or five volumes in trade form of ms marvel um so like you know it's like when you and that came out what in 2000 and what 13? 13 13 14 14 okay um so and my brain i'm like i remember i liked her and we're not getting enough of her and then so i've been glad to see her like do more um and i really liked the way she was sitting with um the other people in the mosque and you kind of didn't realize it was her until she stood up and was like actually um and i really liked seeing that and like i can't quite tell what they're trying to do with damage control right though because they do like save her at the end kind of um and i don't uh, i don't know uh but yeah what did what did y'all think of this scene tark
2: I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, One of the, my biggest concerns uh, with episode two was how they were taking Nakia's character and kind of changing her a bit. You mm. know, um, I don't know. I, I wish I'd listened to your episode two um, podcast. Um, but with Nakia's change, like, to how she's struggling with being half white and half Arab was like a really interesting change from the comics cuz she's like fully turkish in the comics mm. and so it was like oh gosh what are they going to be doing to nakia and and like how are they going to be changing her character up um but she's really kind of true to herself in the comics you know like mm. she like she's able to stand up for herself she's able to like protect her community from these like agents that are trying to illegally do a search and i really 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 like that yeah. um Because I was concerned about where they were taking Nakia, but I I think that concern was more on a surface level than like a really deeper character level.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And I that I I I I think Samira might have said this in the first episode. I forget who said it in the first episode that like Kamala basically is like a modern day like Spider Man. Like it's like we have the like strong cast of like i was gonna say like humans as a superheroes are but you know what i mean like the the civilian cast um and like i do think the show is doing a good job of like there are a lot of characters but i feel like each one of them feels like i I get their personality um Mm -hmm. which is a credit because like right like sometimes especially a superhero show especially when there's a cast of like the like non-superpowered folks they can kind of get like very much sidelined and you're just like uh, I don't know that's like one of their friends Um, and I feel like Naki and Bruno both have been like I don't know I've liked them and I my only worry with Bruno is on top of the like Tony Stark technology bullshit I'm a little worried that like he like i understand that he's jealous but sometimes i'm like is this gonna border on like incel dude like i wait for it to like get there <laughs> and I I i'm like right it. now i like him and i he's, he's allowed to be like jealous because he's not being mean but i'm like worried that it'll like <laughs> yeah. get
1: there i was really happy though that they didn't go the comic route where comrade basically oh is like he's oh like, evil i'm sorry
2: like do you say the way of was evil like in the comics yes, yeah yeah
1: exactly i was so worried that love interest wise they were going to be like white love interest good <laughs> and uh yeah, brown yeah. love interest goes bad and i was like mm-hmm. oh god please don't do this please don't do this so i was really happy that they went the route of like yeah. i'm not saying she should necessarily trust him considering his connection you know to everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know like you know he, he may you know he's still gonna want to protect his mother on some level. But like at the end of the day, he knows wrong is wrong is like, I'm not going to let you just hurt her though. Like, I'm not like she wants to help. That's another thing that kind of threw me off. Cause it's like, he wants Kamala to help, but he also was like, she said she needs time, which is like understandable. Um, so yeah. But anyways, I was just, really he was just as
2: shocked as we were when his mom <laughs> yeah. was like doing the 180 twist. You
1: know, I, cause I honestly, when she, when she texted him, I thought she was going to straight up be like, no, and yeah. then I would have been, not like it would have made it okay, but then I would have been like, oh my God, they would have, you know, they're, they're going to go straight up. We're, 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 we're going to, we're taking over everything, but she didn't even do that. Um, but yeah, I'm, that was one direction that I'm really happy they chose um, to not go in with him. Of course, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the next um, couple of episodes, but at least for like, you know, right now he, he did do his best to like help right. her and try to stop them.
2: And then just to like uh, real quick to go back to like the mosque scene and and the way that they were defending themselves against um, the damage control agents. Mm -hmm. um, One of the biggest awesome things about this comic series is the importance and like the uh, way that they, the importance of the way they address racism and Islamophobia Mm -hmm. and the way that these characters deal with very, obvious, racist, Mm Islamophobic comments and situations where, like, you don't deserve to be walking around in this neighborhood. Like, we're going to arrest you. Like, so, like, this was the show's way of being like, oh, hey, like, we should address the stuff that the comics do. But it's also a little... I don't know wobbly it, it seems forced in a way like the way that they have like this really obviously racist white agent going like is mm. she South Asian is she Muslim does she have an accent right um, It just it's really her? interesting yeah. <laughs> because it is a, that theme of racism and Islamophobia is something that the show needs to address if they really want to reflect on the main themes of the comics and it just seems like they're they're going out of their ways to do it properly if that makes sense.
3: Yeah, it felt kind of clunky, like especially that. I know this isn't the right episode, but that last episode where they had the scene where they were questioning Zoe, it just mm. like it felt so off as compared to the rest of the episode. Like, and then like now with um now just the white agent being there, I don't know where the other one went. Um, yeah, yeah. And, like um her walking in, I I did appreciate though. I liked the touch of like the shot centering on the shoes, walking Mm. into the mosque. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that really helped to show us like what was sticking out. But um, yeah, it feels like they're, instead of like, not that any racism is good, but like, instead of showing (laughs) like the more subtler ways of microaggressions and everything that Kamala faced in the comics, they're kind of just going fully like profiling and whatever, which is also important to address, but right it doesn't seem like they're quite figuring out
1: how to do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, Ashley, we talked about, you talked about that specifically with Falcon and Winter
1: Soldier too, I was right? Are we gonna like, I was like, I was sitting here like, Oh my God, this like, they're going to hate me if I bring this thing up again. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it really just shows like, I think people really don't understand that uh, for many people of color, you know, the racism that we deal with on a daily basis is not like in your face, get pulled over, have, you know, gun pointed at you um, though. Yes. You know, those are incidents that do happen to to us. Like for those of like, you know, f- for many of us, it's us making the same amount of pu- money as a white person who just got approved for a loan while we get denied the way, you know, Sam Wilson did in Falcon and the winter soldier. Um, for many of us, it's, you know, being, you know, called, you know, the janitor, when we are the professor, which is something that happens to me as someone who works at a university, like that's, mm. you know, those are the things that we, and it's, like, those aren't things that are going to make the news, but, like, it's Ugh. stuff that we have to navigate. And, um, you know, like, there are ways in which you can illustrate our struggles instead of, like, these really, I don't want to use the word, like, triggering, because that's very annoying. But, like, just, like, it's very clear, like, they're trying to do this, like, in-your-face, you know, moment. And it's, like, you can mm-hmm. make it very clear without this, like, let's have her be as racist as possible in the scene so that people know that racism mm-hmm. exists. Yeah. Um, So that's, it's, it's very, it's very, it's, it's, I'm hoping that as the MCU continues to become more diverse and we are going to have to, you know, address these moments, both in these future episodes and for Miss Marvel, as well as, you know, future characters, that they do a better job with this. Um, But it was, you know, that... I I mean, I already told you I'm ready I'm ready to see the people in damage control catch a bad one for my <laughs> own. Thing. But mm-hmm. like it was yeah. the scene was just very much um it was very unnecessary and really was, it was, it was very unnecessary. Just yeah, honestly, I'm sorry to interrupt. Really, yeah, no, no, please. Like this is, you know, it's Yeah. Go ahead. So they're not doing a good job, but then it's also like unfortunately because my, my my race got depicted first, and they they disappointed us. So I wish I could have prepared you. I could have prepared everyone better. Like let you guys know. Like, no, like, no, don't have your don't have your too high. Just go, just go back. Go back. Um, yeah, for, yeah,
2: for me, it's like it's like the world knows about how racist governments can be and how racist these massive groups of people can be like the, the FBI is surveilling mosques and things like, like we already kind of know about like the ongoing struggle that people as a whole face, like uh, as people of color, but what, what isn't shown on television are the microaggressions, like for some reason, like exactly what Mariam was saying is that like, on TV, anytime there's like uh, someone wants to deal with racism, it's always like the most advert, obvious, biggest, most hurtful thing that they can do to be like we this is how we wanna like like um, show what this is like. But it's not like that. It's literally like people calling you names in the schoolyard or making weird looks at you or just dealing with like these microaggressions that people don't see on the daily Basis, because they're not people of color yeah. and so like if you really want to showcase like how to deal with racism and how to confront racism and like showcase the the things that our communities go through you got to do it through the lens of like the individual facing that microaggression not the lens of like this massive government's program going into raid a mosque
0: yeah so my weird, like, and this isn't a defense. This is what I think what they do with that. Cause I feel like that's the only kind of like aggression that they're comfortable portraying, whether it's racist, sexist or whatever. It's like, they're only comfortable doing it in like, Oh, it's like, you know, this organization that way it's, I almost feel like it's them trying to like play their racism safely. That way. Like they're not pissing off you know, some like dumb shit, conservative, racist person, like that person. I'm like, Oh, it's that group. That's uh, like, that group is just doing it. Um, and I really think that's what they try to do with this shit. And it doesn't work because like y'all said, it's like the, 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 it, because isn't it, isn't it the opening of maybe the first trade that Zoe's talking to Nakia and she's like, Oh, why are you wearing that hijab? Do they make you wear it? And, Like, she's like saying like shit like that. Or and even like
1: the-, the teacher mispronouncing Kamala's name
0: right yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm. you know like because that happens um to women of color all the, well people of color really um all the time so like even that um you know is is something that and her eventually addressing it as she becomes more confident like that is a way to both make people aware of something that that happens and like as well as addressing it. So, you know, you can do it. Like, I know maybe they, may, maybe somebody sat back and was like, that's not powerful enough. But actually, like, you know, like that is that is a way in which, and when you tackle those microaggressions throughout a series, um, I do think you're making a bigger statement than like this really triggering scene of, of having people co- go into a mosque. And I mean, I would honestly, and you can let me know if you disagree with this, I would say maybe on some level they're tackling like sexism a little better than... Um, the actual like then then racism in that they have um, Nakia um, you know taking on more of a leadership role. She's the one who who knows that they don't have any legal standing to just randomly search um, you know their place of worship and things like that. Um, so like seeing that was like great because like that is something that officials do try to do in hopes that we just like will stay out of their way and not say anything and just try and and and. Mm-hmm get through it. So I feel like that was an, that was a really powerful, short yet impactful scene um, that did way more than just like them, like that, like her, the way in which she addressed them, happy that they had, they picked the right character in terms of like, we don't want it to be, you know, just this other, this person of, of authority who calls them out. But mm-hmm. I do, I think there was, just, there was a better way to have her like giving her the leadership position that she was going after, and then having her take it seriously to a point where um, we see that come out of her, without this this effect of like non you know non people of color targeting people of color. There was definitely a way to do it, but um, I don't know. I'm gonna just assume that they didn't see us like calling them out for what they did in Falcon and Winter Soldier when they were working on the show, and that they'll never do it again. I know that's me lying to myself, but that is what I'm gonna tell myself for the remainder of the show <laughs>
0: um so then we get um i mean we get a little bit more of like bruno doing sciencey stuff um They he him about you know he like he knows about interdimensional travel he says it'll just take time blah 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 um but then he does tell her about caltech um and that's that was the moment when i was like hmm because he was like you've seemed a little busy and i was like hmm i don't know here sir like you're here you're, you're pushing it <laughs> Because, like, she has been busy. So, like, I don't know. Um, Like, aside from uh, this new, hot, charming guy, like, sweeping her off her feet. It's like, also, she found out she has superpowers. Also, her brother is getting married. Her entire family is in town. Like, she is busy, sir.
1: Also, at this point, she had literally just found out her actual background. Like, not just that she has this bracelet, but that this is the reason why she can actually use it. Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, again, I know I've already kind of made it clear, like, I'm not a big fan of the Jen storyline, but that is a really big, that's a really big thing for someone to to find out all of like five minutes ago, and you're then right. you're all like, right. <laughs> she literally wow.
3: calls herself the stuff of nightmares.
1: I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like she's like really like pr- you know she's she's processing here a bit, and you're like yeah. upset that she's not. I I mean I I can I. I understand where he's coming from as well. He hasn't been prioritized maybe as a friend from his point of view. I don't know if I completely agree with it, but it's also just like, you know, this was what, like a summer program and things like that. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, just him, the way in which he even threw it out, it kind of felt more like a, well, I got stuff going on too. And, and less (laughs) of like a, Hey, it felt a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, Like it wasn't like, it was, it wasn't like a look, I know this ain't a great time, but I leave in two days type of thing. It was like a, I want her to know I'm special. And so that was kind of, um, but then again, I also, we do have to take into account like they're young and they're kids. Right, they so, like, kids they're also yeah. not going to have the same, you know, mentality. And then to be fair, we have been watching adults in the MCU, not make the best decisions for the past 10 years. So I will give also them that. Yeah. <laughs> that's also so a
0: good point. <laughs> let me
1: not be too, let me not be too hard on them. Like steam didn't just decide, Oh, my best friend killed his parents. Let me not. Oh, that's crazy. Let me not, uh, let me not judge him too. <laughs> um,
0: And I do like, she does say, like, when he's like, oh, you know, you just have to wait. And she's like, Carol Danvers wouldn't wait. And I was like, oh, I love, I love how much she loves Carol Danvers. Like, I love what a little nerd she is. It makes me, I'm like, so protective. I'm like, protect this cute nerd child. I want her to thrive.
2: (laughs) I agree. I I like that little mention of her, too, because I feel like other than from episode one and her, like, cosplay, like, there really hasn't. Like, they haven't yeah. focused in on her love for, for Captain Marvel. I mean, like, yeah. obviously, we know that's eventually where she's going to get her name. So I'm just really excited for for Captain Marvel to, like, inspire her even more Yeah, to get to that point.
3: Mm. Yeah, but she still says also in that scene, which I think also ties in a bit to the comics, where she's like, she can't quite imagine herself as the hero. And, like, mm-hmm. she says, obviously, I can't be the superhero. And I'm right. like, no, you can yeah,
0: I know, I know. um so then we get um a scene that i thought was really nice with her mom where she's oh yes because so when she's sitting with bruno she's rubbing her knee and i was worried i was like oh god is this gonna be like they did something to her and that's why she's rubbing her knee but like she did fucking fall pretty hard so like yeah she hurt her knee um and she's like looking at her like the like cuts on her knee and her mom walks in uh yeah talk i what do you think of it
3: <laughs> oh I, I think that was my personally my favorite scene of the episode like yeah I literally almost cried it felt so genuine to the stories of my parents the people I know in general who come here and like you know away from their families away from their homes she says like I've never felt so alone in my whole life her mom yeah and like I remember talking to my own mom and her being like, yeah, well, your dad was at work and I was pregnant with you and I was just alone in the house and I was like, wow. Um, but yeah, that one definitely hit pretty hard. But I loved what I really loved about this episode in general was like how well they showed sort of Kamala's relationship with her family, the love and the joy they have of being with each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really like the scene
2: yeah I agree. It was really, really nice to see her connect to her parents. Um, I like that both her and her brother got talks from her parents and like yeah. she was able to like overhear the the pep talk that her dad gave um, her brother. yeah, because in the in the comics, like she really has this connection with her family, and like her mom knows like pretty early on about what she's doing as miss Marvel. And, and like one of the things that really angered me in the first episode was the way that her mom was like, no, I don't trust you. Like, I don't trust you at all. Like (laughs) that, like really bugged me because that's not really how her family's like in the comics. And like, Mm -hmm. they of course didn't want her to go to parties, but like, it wasn't this, that bad. And so like to see her connect with her mom, I think was really, really beautiful.
0: Okay, I'm glad it's not just me being grumpy, because I I felt like the mom was a little bit too hard and, like, harsh with her at first. And then, like, we've been getting more and more, like, like warm moments between her and her mom, which I have liked. And I thought, (laughs) I did tear up. I was like, this is so nice. Like, I just, I like seeing the mom be so sweet with her and, like, tender. Because we know the mom loves her, and the mom is isn't trying to be hard on her but like like you said Tarek, i i i didn't love her being like no i don't trust you like i i'm like mm. yeah um, right yeah and like but this i thought was really well done and both of them have very good mother-daughter chemistry i think mm-hmm, I agree. um and like you know she was just taking care of her and she wasn't um this is where i was like because i always like i'm like you know uh her telling that story reminded me of my grandma talking about coming here from Puerto Rico um, and how, like, anytime a friend would come to Jersey from Puerto Rico, she would let them stay with them and, like, until they got a job or whatever. Like, her and my grandpa were, like, the go-between for the family. Um, And I was thinking of... She said that, like, when she first came, her and her sister lived together with their families because they didn't want... They felt alone. Um, And I was thinking about that and, like... But this is where I go to, like... um, <laughs> my mom, my mom would have been like, why are you crying? Tell me right now and tell me every detail that's going on. <laughs> like, uh, Puerto Rican mother is way too fucking nosy. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, she have been like, you have to tell me what's going on, or I'm not leaving the bathroom, and you're not leaving the bathroom either.
2: <laughs> it's, you know, it's really actually interesting that you mentioned that because the, like, she was so heavily involved in, like, where are you going? Why do you want to go to this party? Like, what are you going to be doing? I'm mm. not going to allow you to do this. And <laughs> then in this episode, she, like, doesn't really tell her what's going on or what's really upsetting her, but like is able to like, like connect with her. And Mm -hmm. then when she gets home at the end of the night, after like being, after disappearing, like she doesn't get in any trouble for being gone or for potentially pulling the fire alarm. Like that was like, it was really interesting. Like the, the, her relationship with their mother and the way that they keep portraying it.
0: Yes. Uh, I, I did feel that way about that end. I was like, wait a minute, that's it. She just says, I can't mm-hmm. tell you. And it's, they accept that. <laughs> like that felt a little off. Um, but yeah, but this moment I thought was sweet and I, yeah, I'm glad that. Yeah, sorry
2: to fast forward. <laughs> oh
0: no, 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 no. Um, and I'm glad that she got to witness her father's speech to her brother. Because I thought that um him talking to Amir about like, he's like, I only have $700. And like, I thought that was also very sweet. Um, and i don't think she needed that from her dad right because her dad is pretty warm with her in general so like it's not like she needed it like her mom and her needed that moment more than her and her dad did and i think it it did work just to like she overhears her father giving the speech right mm-hmm. um yeah. so then we we do cut well then we get the quick cut of cameron his mom being like i'm going to make her and then we just keep moving which is even i was like this is very that was quick that was weird <laughs> um but then we kept to the wedding um and i loved the wedding the wedding like just made me happy um yes. i do mm-hmm. wish she didn't have to pull the fucking fire alarm though i was like man,
2: <laughs> sorry my siri went off for some reason she was like mm-hmm, uh-huh yeah <laughs> siri agrees
0: <laughs> but right i wanted them to like literally just have a nice family wedding and maybe the yeah. superhero stuff happens afterwards
1: <laughs> uh, especially you know the, uh... oh, oh sorry. god yeah I was just going to talk about the dance sequence that was like that's that. going to pro- like when like at the end of all six episodes I mean I know we technically have so much more to see but like that's I'm going to be holding that close to me like every part of it um I think um like what was it that one of the kids was even wearing the Hulk suit yes Wait, really yeah, I noticed that yeah, uh, yeah. Aisha's brother. <laughs> okay <laughs> So yeah, like that entire, that it was, that was, that was amazing. That was beautiful. Um, That was, that was my favorite thing. I just wanted people to know that. <laughs>
3: um, Yeah. I really liked the wedding scene too. I especially liked for some context. So the part where they both um, accept each other as husband and wife is called a nikah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, so they both have to say it thrice, like both Taisha and Amir have to say it thrice that so they accept the other as their spouse. Um, mm-hmm. And like, the moment where sort of the sheikh calls for takbir, which is like the prompt to say Allahu Akbar, which means God is great. Mm. Um, and like the moment where he says that and they all like joyously say Allahu Akbar twice as well. Like in the history of how Muslims have been portrayed on screen and how that phrase Allahu Akbar mm. has been sort of like present, often not in the best context. It really meant a lot to see it this way, I think. In like such a joyous moment after their
2: wedding, I agree. It was really beautiful, especially with that shot of Iman Vilani saying uh, "Allahu Akbar." Uh, Allah Akbar. I don't say that enough, so I don't have enough practice because I'm not a very religious person. But I am Muslim, and I hear Allah Akbar, and I I it fills me with joy and happiness because it's like so much part of my culture. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people kind of hear that term and are very scared of it because of the way that it's been portrayed in media and the way that like terrorists say that shit right before Mm -hmm. they do something stupid. Right. And so um, I think to have that intimate moment and that, that expression of that phrase with so much joy, I think was really, really beautiful. I agree.
0: Yeah, and, like, yeah, I just... These are the moments that I've really loved in the series is watching her just, like, experience joy. Um, Like, not only is this, like, a character that deserves it, but it's, like, so fun to watch, and I just enjoy, like... Also, hands up, I mean, I'm, I'm very fucking gay, and, you know, I love a dance scene. I love a dance scene. And I was like, this is so nice. They're all having fun. And, like, it was nice to just, you know, again, like... We we did get this very sweet, warm moment between her and her mom, but her mom has been a little bit more like stiffer. And it was nice to also see, like, I loved seeing the parents dancing together. Um, I you know I love seeing that. I love that they when they lifted Kamala up, that she wasn't the like best dancer, right? And she was like a little like unbalanced too, and like the brother was worried they might drop her. I like that it wasn't all like a super perfect like TV show choreographed dance. It felt like oh, this is like a family dancing together. And like having fun, um, and I I loved when uh,
2: Brown Jovi
0: was on stage. I loved yeah. that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Brown um, Jovi was great. That was right? so awesome. <laughs> it's like it, <laughs> sees, it seems like this, like the wedding scene and like the mahdi where they were pretty mm-hmm. like purifying their arms in celebration, like before the wedding. Like like it's this type of stuff that this show really excels at in terms of like mm. showcasing. Pride and joy in your culture and in your faith, like yeah. it's like almost where all of this energy kind of went to, like all the energy that could like that maybe wasn't spent on like clarifying the one eighty degree term that Najma has or <laughs> or, or something like that. All the energy was put into this, and I'm not mad about it because I actually like that how much emphasis they're they're doing.
3: No, that yeah, specificity that's... matters a lot. Like, it shows how much care they put into it. I've had a very interesting experience watching this show. So I got screeners, so I had to, like, stay quiet for a while. But um, I've been watching it with my family, my parents and my two little sisters. Um, And, like, my parents notice things sometimes. They're like, oh, my God, look, they made that reference. I was like, I know. (laughs) Um, And, like, my sisters are just starry-eyed at seeing Kamala and, you know, her being south asian muslim and everything we're indian muslim she's pakistani but like there's a lot of shared things anyways but um but yeah just like the mehendi also one thing that i don't know if you all noticed but um in the mehendi scene usually during in one of the um ceremonies in south asian weddings there are multiple um there is usually this um tradition called like which literally means like stealing the shoes And so that moment where Amr comes down from the stairs and is like, you're only supposed to steal one pair of shoes. You see Gabe, Taisha's brother, usually it's the bright side doing it, Um, like Taisha's brother just picking up a whole bunch of shoes and hiding them somewhere. (laughs) Um, And I really liked that they like slyly put that there. Um, But yeah, I I really appreciate how specific these things are. Because like anything very generic, people aren't really going to see themselves in. Yeah, so I yeah. appreciate that, like, throughout the soundtrack, throughout, like, what the, they're showing the wedding scenes and all that, that there's so much care given to portraying those specific things.
1: Yeah, and, and also it's just as someone, you know, learning about a culture and the outside looking in from the show, like, I get to mm-hmm. learn that that's something that, yeah. that happens because uh, I otherwise would never, I wouldn't have known. That's another thing, like, going to, like, your point of, like, you don't want to do something super generic because then the community that's supposed to be being reflected doesn't really see themselves. But then it's also like, it's really easy for those um, who are watching and supposed to be, you know, on some level, like learning even, um, to not really understand like the cultural uh, differences and see them like on screen. So I was like, really appreciative to see that as well. Um, And it was a really funny moment. And, you know, the thing
0: that I really love that they do, which I don't, I don't know that everyone would feel this way, but so, um, and I'm not going to, say what it was but I remember I read something about a Puerto Rican family right and I was like very excited and it was like a supernatural novel and they kept pausing to explain everything when they would have a reference and I was like this is like taking me out every time like if you're explaining it and I'm really glad that this show doesn't pause to be like like you just said like okay that's a tradition but like we can get you know what I mean like I feel like as a viewer who like I'm not as knowledgeable um, about the culture. It's like, oh, I get that that's a tradition. And they're not going to like pause to like spoon feed it to you. They're gonna be like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just Amir being like, ah, oh, you took all the shoes and like it's a joke, you know? And like I really I appreciate um any stories from like you know, if it's a culture, I don't know. Like I I, I don't want them to feel like they need to pause to explain to like the not the viewers that are outside of like the culture. And I like that they don't do that here. I like that it is just is what it is. And like, um, like you know, you were saying that some of your uh, your parents, you're watching with your parents, and like, oh, look, they reference that. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm curious what what you both think about that. Like, is, do you not like if they pause? Because I don't like, like I said, I read a story about like a Puerto Rican family, and I hated that they would pause every time that like, if there was something written in Spanish, it would then explain it. And I'm like, just... Nah.
2: I don't know. No, I really I really like the way that they just kind of show it as it is mm-hmm. and then don't really explain it because like it just uh it just introduces you into the world without othering it or without making it feel like different. Like this is just how it is. Like yeah. you don't have to go ahead and explain exactly what every single tradition or aspect is, or like, you don't have to really understand why they say I do three times each. You just, you see it and you're like, okay, I can understand that this is a tradition. This is a cultural thing. And it just educates you in a way without having to like force it down your throat. Yeah, Yeah,
3: exactly. My dad kept on using the word normalize. Um, so I think in showing these things that are just happening as they are, it is if you pause to explain it, that implies that, like Tarek was saying, that there is an othering happening. That this is something that isn't no- quote unquote mm-hmm. normal, right? Um. So yeah, I do appreciate that there isn't like constant pausing, and there's like references to culture woven throughout the thing.
0: Okay, I'm glad that's not just me being grumpy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, Cameron's family, well, the the clandestines. I don't know that they're all his family, but. Uh, his mother and the the clandestines enter. Um, I hated that Kamala had to pull the fire alarm. So I was like, I knew that someone was going to be like, oh, she pulled it and then she was going to get in some shit. And I was like, mm. I want her just to like not get in trouble for trying to help people. Like, <laughs> 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 um, and you know, that's right. That's a zillion superhero stories. That's like a, you know, I kept thinking of, because I relate everything back because the podcast started as a Buffy podcast. I kept thinking of Buffy, like, you know, she's a teen girl who, like, can't tell her mom that she has these powers, and, like, she only has her, at the start of the show, her, like, three friends that know she has these powers and fights monsters, um, and I always, I'm always, I mean, of course we're rooting for the hero, because we are, we're not assholes, but I I kept thinking of that with, like, how Buffy would always get in trouble by her mom, and it's, like, if her mom just could understand what was going on, and, like, you know, at the end, I mean, now I'm jumping ahead. I'm like, just tell them, please just tell them. I don't want them be mad at you and thinking you ruined a wedding on purpose. Like, <laughs> um, But I did love that Bon Jovi played. I love that they played Bon Jovi. Um, like that feels also very New Jersey, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and Ashley, I mean, you did tweet about this. She doesn't do a lot of fighting, right?
1: Yeah. And it's, again, it's, it is understandable because she literally got her powers last week and she's a kid. And I think we've been spoiled because even though we've been introduced to some younger um, superheroes as of late, they've been, they've been coming trained, right? Like um, Kate Bishop saw Hawkeye uh, during the battle of New York and was like, give me a bow. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, we didn't get to see um, Isaiah Isaiah Bradley's son fight, but he didn't seem too scared of Bucky or, or Sam Wilson. Something gives me the feeling that when that's your grandfather, you know how to defend yourself. Right. And so like all these like younger sort of superheroes were coming across are all giving me like, I, I don't know if I'm a win, but you go, to know you was in a fight vibes. And like, <laughs> you know, she's, she was very like, she, she was running quite frankly. That's really what it, you know. Um, and it was a little, and I don't, I, I guess I wouldn't mind it so much. I guess, maybe if like it was earlier in the show and it was like all right yeah, yeah. people are coming after you cuz you have this you know you have this um bracelet and you don't really know what it is yet and now people know who you have it so they're coming after you so then it would be like more understanding but it's like we're halfway at the show at the mark and it's sort of just like okay I'm I mean I'm not I don't know, man. Like, I, I think- <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I really feel know. you. No, I
2: understand. I understand. I think, because-
1: know, the, so far, the voice of the show has been teenage girl gets superpowers. And so I think I was enjoying, honestly, more so they're not being a big, bad guy, if that makes sense. Like, we had people mm-hmm. who were uh, antagonists in like, you know, damage control and like these annoying people, but we know like, they're not really hurdles, not quite yet. So it's like, it's, you know, having them, having now these big bad guys who are basically trained assassins and, and millions of years, not not millions, but like extremely old. They know it like, gonna, it's like, what's going to, it's like, what's going to, how how are you now going to reasonably make her able to go up against them in three episodes if this is yeah the case? So I guess maybe yeah. that's really more so my, you know, at least with Kay Bishop, if she had not been um, experienced, we still have Clint Barton. It's like, you know, it's like you got somebody there who knows what they're doing. It's like, damn. Also like
2: Kate Bishop has her powers. Like she has her skills. Like yeah. she like, mm-hmm. is very skilled by the time we see her. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And like, um, what do you, so, yeah, I, that
1: would just...
0: I, I'm curious, uh, like, do we think it would have benefited? Like, because we did briefly in episode two and I liked it. The like little montage of her, like figuring out what she can do. Um, and, you know, there's like that, like, what you said, Ashley, and I think you were right, Ashley, that it was a Black Widow reference, but she's like, you have to let me go. And then it's like, she's right there at the ground. It's not even a far drop. <laughs> like, I would have been okay if that was like our montage. And it's like, now she knows how to use them and we're good. Like, I, I kind of would have been okay because it is a truncated six episode series. Like, I would have mm-hmm. been okay being like, yeah, she learned most things during that montage. She was like, we don't know how long it was. Um I would have been okay if, like, okay, she's not 100% kind of like Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop wasn't 100%. She still sometimes missed a shot, but, like, was still pretty good. Um, I feel like we need to, like, get Kamala
2: to that
1: point quicker, right? That's yeah, exactly I that's,
2: why. Uh, oh, I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. I was really disagreeing. That's all.
2: Yeah, um, um, That's exactly why I mentioned earlier, like, the very start, how, like, this uh, entire verse three is still kind of, like, in the slump phase for me, just because like the character growth hasn't really been there so mm-hmm. far. And so like, that's why the first three episodes for this series for me are so low because mm-hmm. it's just, it hasn't really elevated kamala as a as a hero yet and like we're still waiting for her to kind of get to that point and then they like slap her into that fight which actually you mentioned it's just like all right like she's just kind of like defending herself and like not really knowing how to do it but like why are you going to put her up against these hundred of year old clandestines if if there's not going to be like any sort of like prowess there to show her ability as a hero growing like i think if she was able to actually maybe kick some ass in yeah, that fight, yeah. my opinion about the slump might be different. But so far, these first three episodes are just very, like, eh, very li- um, low level, I think.
3: Yeah, I think um, we're at the halfway point. Yeah. Like, we only have three more episodes to go. So I do think the sort of six episode structure is really hindering the show as a whole from being what it can. Because if if this were, like, three of nine... Right. Like, you'd understand. Like, all right, she's in over her head at this point, but there's more room to develop. And sure, there might be more, like, further on. We know we're going to see Kamala in the Marvels at some point. But, like, if this is the origin story that she is getting and we're at the halfway point and she's, like, still fumbling with her powers, which is also understandable. Like, even in the comics, she experiments with her powers, like... And she grows along with them for a while, but, like, it felt like she was thrust into something very quickly, which might just be, like, where they're trying to go, like, trying to show that she's in her over her head, and she maybe somehow suddenly gets into it, but, like, eh, I don't know about the six episodes for this one
2: watch them spend like half of the next episode with her, not even getting to cut ca- <laughs> Kachari <laughs> Karachi yet. And then the last half is when she finally starts to be like, Ooh,
0: well, right. And Ashley, that's what we said about moon night, right? How like the pacing was pretty slow. And then suddenly everything happened in the finale. And it was like, wait a minute. What? Why, why do we rush? It felt rushed mm-hmm. for a show that like took its time otherwise. And I'm worried that we're getting that here. Hands up though. Tarek, are you not a big YA person? Because I am.
2: I'm I'm an okay YA. I, I used to read a lot of YA in, back in the day. Um,
0: oh, you gonna make me feel old, you mean, when you were younger?
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> I still read it. <laughs> no, I I just I need to read more often. So okay. it's not okay. that I it don't like YA now. It's just <laughs> uh I haven't I spend too much time watching TV.
0: <laughs> that's that's totally fair. Because the only reason I asked that is because I think that's why for me the like the first two episodes did work because it was like, oh, she's just, like, being a, like, very charming teenager and she's, like, really fucking nerdy. So, like, I'm immediately, like, I love this child and I want her to thrive. Like, so that that part, I, like, invented. Mean,
2: yeah. <laughs> it was a really great introduction to Aman Valani as Kamala Khan because it mm-hmm. really, like, showcased her skill set into, like, being able to portray this young yeah, character, this young nerdy character that's obsessed with Avengers and superheroes. Yeah. Yeah, and, like...
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, if like, this was just like a teen comedy drama, I would probably be into it. Like take out the superhero stuff and it's just like this cute teenager, like navigating life. I'd be like, "Mm, I love this. (laughs) Um, So, uh, so the, God, what's Cameron's mother's name again? I forgot.
2: Najma. Najma.
0: Yeah. She grabs, does she grab the bangle or Kamala's hand?
3: The and bangle, they, I think, the, is bangle. It the bangle, yeah.
0: And then they both have a vision of the train, which we yeah. is very easy to assume it's the train we had heard of, right? Um, from mm-hmm. partition, the partition story, and like, I that I was like, I was almost like, "Ooh, Kamala, jump out, let it like hit the bad guys." But I realized it was just like a vision, not like an actual train. <laughs> um, but I that was like immediately I was like, "Okay, that does like pique my interest again," because it's like, "Okay, we are bringing it back to." the story we heard in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um And then damage control in and kind of damage control comes in and kind of like accidentally saves them. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't quite I, cause, because it was like the, you know, the heavy handed racism of like this uh, government group. Um I was like, Oh, do they think one of these women is, is it nightlight? Is that the, the fake name they're giving her nightlight? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, "Is that, are we supposed to assume that that's, like, they think it's one of them? Is it? And then I was like, no, they know
1: that Nightlight is a child. Yeah, I think it's more so they know that she knows, that they'll know who she yeah. is. Um, mm. Because, I mean, um, what, like, that kitchen scene, you know, they, they've seen her powers at this point. Um, that's true. So, I don't know if people maybe, think like, they know Nightlight is somewhere up in the building. So, I think that they, at most they just know that these people know who nightlight is
2: mm-hmm.
1: and let's make a deal and you tell us who it is. And I don't think they will just because that jeopardizes them being able to go home yeah. or, you know where they're supposed to be. Um, so yeah, but I think that's really more so like same thing of them. Um, taking uh oh the social influencer girl um Zoe, then, Zoe. Zoe. <laughs> man Ashley um, we've been doing this for three episodes and we can't keep anyone's to- <laughs> left. And it's so many names so many names okay. but no yeah um but yeah I think at this point they're just kind of like grasping at straws until they can get to, to until they can get to her
2: it's really funny that she was able to escape with a very injured Bruno <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, like, they right didn't have the baggage that. which is
2: covered at all. Yes,
1: and mind you, really, they were right there. It wasn't like there was yeah. really, like, it was it was an open room. It wasn't like it was a bunch of stuff to hide behind. Yeah. I definitely Just thought like they got slightly caught. slightly
3: hidden behind a pillar. Yeah.
1: I was like, um, okay, sure, we'll go along with this.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I was thinking that, too. I was like, well, they definitely solve them, right? But I guess they didn't. Because she even has, she uses her powers to, like, Keep the door shut in case because even kamala's like oh they probably saw us but i guess they didn't well so then they get outside and um who do they who finds them
2: nakia yeah i I, okay so i i love that they actually let nakia in on the secret so early yes i really 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 love that because it really will help kamala feel more attuned to her like friends and family as Mm -hmm. as miss marvel and like to know that look she has the support of not only bruno the tech guy but nakia her best friend like i think that's great yeah
3: also i think um nakia's like sort of whole when she like storms into kamala's room in the episode this is earlier but um i
0: glanced over that i'm sorry yeah yeah
3: talk about that (laughs) no you're good um but like yeah she storms into kamala's room and talks about like her being elected to the board but before that she's like Oh my god! This like nightlight girl like doesn't even care what's happening. Like the yeah. damage control is at the mosque and all that. So I think this will be a really interesting way to maybe get Kamala to root herself in her community a bit more. Along with hopefully there isn't too big of a clash between them. I'm really I hoping know. there isn't. But um, but that sort of like Nakia, Nakia being aware of whatever Kamala is now will be very interesting to see.
0: It's funny that you just mentioned that because I was going to say that I appreciated that Nakia was like pissed, but not too pissed, right? She was Mm -hmm. just kind of like, wait, why didn't you tell me? And like, that's completely valid, right? To be like, I'm your best friend and you told Bruno, but you didn't tell me. And like, I was just talking to you about this. Like, I appreciated that Because, you know, sometimes in a lot of these, like, superhero stories, it's, like, they can have the, like, non-superpowered person, like, do a little too much with, like, not knowing and, like, making it their problem, even though it's not their problem. And so I appreciated that she was, like, pissed, but then was, like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna help Bruno. All right. Like, whatever. We'll talk about this later. Um, I really, like, appreciated that she was still a good best friend, even though she had, like, reason to be a little pissed at her, right?
2: Yeah, I think, I think she really does need more, like, people in her circle to, like, know about her, like, superheroes other than Bruno, so she has that sense of, like, grounding and community. Yeah. Also, I am, like, 99% sure that Sheikh Abdullah knows that Nightlight is Kamala.
3: Oh, oh, yeah. he had a very <laughs> knowing, like, look towards her when she mm-hmm. was asking, like, him for advice. think no. I am so glad you both brought that up because I forgot
0: I put that in my notes and I was like, "Wait, does he know?" Because it did feel like he was like, uh, I, yeah, I, I know who you are. i I saw you." <laughs> I know, right? Like, I mean,
2: like that costume doesn't really do a great job of like hiding like the way that your body looks or your hair. Like, I guess yeah. it has her hair, but like you can pretty obviously tell that that's like if, if this is a girl that's been going to your mosque for years right. since. She,
0: like, <laughs> Like, he might as well have winked at the end of his speech to her. <laughs> but I would I would really like that if it, like, does turn out that he's just, like, very chill about it. And is like, I'm going to let her do her thing. And, like, when she wants to come to me about it, we can talk. Like, I I would like that if that's, like, a reveal. Like, maybe she goes to tell him about it. And he's like, yeah, I knew, You know. <laughs> um. But so, speaking of needing more people in her circle. Uh, she gets home and... I wanted her. I I wanted her to tell her parents so badly. I really did. Oh my did. god! Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk, talk about that because yes. I was like, please tell them.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you really see at that moment, and Iman is doing such a great job, like of her realizing that this is a really risky thing that she's doing, but yeah. like just the urge to like actually talk to her parents about this. But then also knowing like, oh, I need to protect them from this. It just, oh my God, it broke my heart. I was like, please just tell them they'll understand. But right. I know I understand she shouldn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, I do get it. Cause she doesn't want to also put her family in any possible, like it's not like there is an immediate danger to telling them, but there could be a danger. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And like, you know, these people, the clandestines already attacked like her brother's wedding. So it's like, eh, I, I get it, but I just, I don't know, I feel so bad for her, and I'm like, I just want her to, like, I, I feel like her father's so, like, sweet and, like, the the doofy one that he would be like, oh my god, and, like, I feel like he would be, support. they would be, like, you know, parents about it, supportive, but, like, scared. And I, I don't know, Kamala deserves, like, a nice day where there's, like, no, like, I just, where she's not getting in trouble, and... Yeah, I don't know. And also, I was like, all right, if she's not going to tell them, can't she just lie and say, no, I didn't pull the fire alarm? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Because yeah. really. it's like,
0: it's hard to explain if you're going to be like, I did pull the fire alarm, but I can't tell you why. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like,
2: especially because you had that, like, that aunt friend who was like, are you kidding? You can't even, right. like, see right and like, correctly. Like, <laughs> there's a very good way out of that situation.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, if Kamal was like, oh, who said that? Did she say that? Because you know, mom, she can't really see that well. Like, I would have done that. God. Like. <laughs> 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 um, And then she goes upstairs and FaceTimes with her grandma, which I always, I, I love, I love the, like, bit of her grandma putting up the ear because my grandmother, who is 99, does the exact same thing Yes-hmm. if you try to FaceTime her. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so the grandmother reveals that she she just very casually is like oh you saw the train oh i know because i saw it too which then you know brings up i mean one assumes that her grandmother is also connected to because they say right that the the bangle brought out her power right it's not like the source of her power mm-hmm. um so that kind of like Opens more questions, but also lets us know that the, her grandmother is at least in on what's going on, right? Like, her grandma is aware of the power sets, like, within their family. Um, And again, I, I, I think that that'll be nice that she'll have this ally in her family who also already knows, right? I think she needs that kind of person, right? Who, who can, like, kind of explain it and, like... I don't know. Is like also a family member. I don't know. I I like that, and I am like that. Did make me look forward to the next episode because I I feel like her mom has to come in on it, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, like if you think about it. So like, uh, what was her? Okay. I mean, I know I'm probably asking the wrong group of people, but what was her grandma's <laughs> name?
3: <laughs> her grandma's name is Sana. Her great grandmother is Aisha.
2: Okay. Aisha. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. So like, so like, if you think about it, like. The, the bracelet was with Sana at some point, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. randomly decided to mail the bracelet along with some quote unquote junk to, to Kamala. Right. And so, like, mm-hmm. Sana had must have had the bracelet as a toddler when she got onto the train because she followed the star. So, like, if, if she saw stars, she was theoretically wearing the bracelet when she was getting on the train, and maybe that's what unlocked her nor and like now gave her the ability to have the same visions that Kamala's seeing. saying. So I'm just like mm. really interested to see where they take this um, and how much her, her, her grandmother knows because there's like this really weird hatred that her mom has towards her grandmother. And like, yeah. her, and like she brought shame on her family, but her grandmother went missing. I don't know what, how that really would have caused shame on the family yeah it's just very it's just really really interesting really really interesting stuff
3: i think um the constant references that like muniba makes to like daydreaming and like you know getting lost in your head and all that relates to sana but also to aisha to some extent i think mm-hmm. so i am very intrigued to see like where they take this that like even at one point like in this episode at the Mahni ceremony I think the other like auntie is like saying like mothers and daughters the eternal struggle and like yeah, yeah. there's that slight reference to whatever tension they have um, but like yeah I'm really curious to see where that goes because I think it could be very poignant in how they explore the whatever line through her mother's and her mother's mother yeah, she has, and whatever connection she has to them. But um, yeah, I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like pretty interested to see where they go because, yeah, it does feel like, ooh, this could be really cool. This could be really interesting. Um, and I, I just, I will like to see. I love a like, kind of like wacky grandma character. Um, because my my grandma that passed away, my not the one that's alive, but my, duh, <laughs> uh, my grandma, duh, <laughs> my. <laughs> really, that language says that. <laughs> God, um, <laughs> can you tell I'm running on four hours of sleep? Um, my my grandmother passed away was a lot like that type grandma, and like I'm always I'm always like warmed by those type of grandma characters. And she seems like she like it's almost like her and Kamala have this relationship outside of the like the relationship with her parents, right? Like this grandmother. Doesn't one assumes that the grandma and the mom don't really speak, right? Like at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I'll be interested to like see that dynamic um
2: like unfold. Um. Ashley, yeah, what did what did you think about like the grandma vision bit?
1: Um. We we talked about in the first episode. I mean, first off, um. I can't remember who it, which who it was who talked about like. The fact that um, the great grandmother she disappeared, and yet they, they were saying that it brought shame on the family, and I've been confused about that as well. Like, yeah, yeah, what, I, brought, I brought that up.
2: What is yeah. yeah?
1: What is the distinct event here? And like, we knew like, okay, you're alluding to it, so we're going to get to that in a couple of episodes. Um, and then it's like at the same time, this is kind of where my and I, I hope I'm not getting anyone expectations up or anything like that here, because you know I could be wrong. This is where I'm hoping that the clandestines might've thrown Kamala off about her actual story Mm. and that she's going to find out more about it from her grandmother um, who also shared this vision with her. It's possible that it won't be the case. Um, I don't know. It's just that we know that they're not that trustworthy and all she's learned about herself has been from a group of people who want to take advantage of her. So even if what they're saying is true, it's possible that they're leaving something. out. Even I think if nothing else, like the, the flashback scene, even that we got, of, of what happened when they finally got the bangle um, was from their point of view. So I'm just very interested about, mm. has anything been left out here? Has anything been added? Is it possible that none of this necessarily, like, I'm, I'm very curious about just what happens when we really get, get a, a point of view from someone. I mean, I know we can't get it from the person directly, but maybe from someone who, like, it seems like from the way people are treating a story as some sort of shame, it seems like maybe word of mouth has made it so that they don't even know exactly what happened. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm loving the mystery of it a bit, but also I'm just like, is it possible that like we've been bamboozled a bit here and that this is gonna, at the very least, maybe open a door to something else. So um, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it, but also it's like, it's linked to a lot of cultural, like, it's, it's, it's linked to a really cultural side of the story, so I'm just more so like trying to pay attention than say what anything is. I think this is going to just, mm-hmm. you know, be um, a real listening moment personally before I can say like what yeah. is and what isn't. That makes sense.
3: Mm-hmm. I think whatever it is or might become, especially since it is a train to Karachi and like the whole story about partition,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I'm wary of how they're going to handle this, but. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be some story about partition and the events that happened because so many people got lost, so many things, histories got, you know, distorted and everything. It's a very traumatic, like, part of a lot of people's pasts. So I definitely think there will be some exploration of that, especially considering she's probably going to Karachi at some point.
1: Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's but, also just like her, the first vision that she got before the one with Caramon's mom. Was of another woman, and I assumed yeah. it to be. We don't know for sure; hasn't been told in the show yet. But I assumed it to be her great grandmother, mm-hmm. yeah, um, because that's we saw her after the story about her was told. Yeah. So, and then now finding out that her grandmother can share these visions. So, two things, right? We know that there's supposed to be two bangles.
2: Mm-hmm. We oh right! I already forgotten told, that. We learned that
1: Yeah, so we've been told that. Um, they only found one. This is the reason why I'm like, okay, these aren't the most. This is this is not the most trustworthy source. We now mm. clarify that because I'm like, what if the second bangle actually was found? Like they mm. wouldn't have told us that there's two out there without it meaning something. So I don't know if it means that we're going to see this bangle now or maybe in something future down the line. But there's another bangle out there. Is it possible that Kamala's grandmother has it, and that's the reason why she shared the vision? Well, that's, um,
2: so there's a point where she's on the, on the call. I think it was an episode two where she's like, like grandma, like I need to know about this bangle. Her, her grandma says, which one? And, and then I was just oh. like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, her grandma literally says which one. And I'm like, oh. and then she starts to talk about like the gift that she gives. She's like, Oh, that one. Ah, like, so like, I'm like, Oh, okay. All so right. What if
1: so th- exactly. So that's my thing there is that this seems to, yeah. And then like, even if she doesn't have it, one, I, I think it obviously will have something to do with the story. But also, is it possible that she's getting these visions because she doesn't need the bangle anymore? I think mm. the last show we did, um, I can't remember who it was, who alluded to, like, is it possible that when this bangle opens up, like, this this gene or this part of, of them, that at some point they don't need it anymore? Or, like, if something happens to it, then, you know, some we alluded to something along that line. So mm-hmm. either it's possible that she has the other one, it's possible that she wore this bracelet at one point, and now it's because of the effects, she can still share visions with the person who is wearing it. So that's that's where my my mind is at. But I have been kind of wrong about some of the stuff that I thought would come up, even though it's possible. I still think that Marvel's just throwing me off their trail. But yeah, that's I'd, I've been kind of quiet because I'm like, I don't want to give more theories. And then it's like, <laughs> they do something less, and i'm like oh sorry guys." <laughs> listen
0: the perils of co-hosting a marvel podcast about a show as it's airing <laughs> no you're kidding when we did wandavision i feel like pretty was the first person to bring up mephisto and then everyone after kept bringing it up and i was i was fucking sold on that shit and we were all wrong <laughs> oh
3: God, mephisto.
0: and now i never like never want to hear that name again <laughs> <laughs> um okay so now that we're
1: at the end um favorite scene Ashley oh the wedding everything i can't even like i mean the entire the entire sequence was Extremely well done. It was beautiful. Um, I've I've been saying that one of my you know favorite things about this show is that I am as much as I'm learning, as much as I am enjoying the superhero adventure and you know, all these familiarities from the comics, actually visually, you know, seeing, you know, uh, you know, sitting down and learning about a different culture um through this show has been one of the best aspects of it. And that wedding sequence is is as we said early in the show about like um you know not not having to explain things that this is just the way it is this is how someone this is how another culture um does things and it's like being able to just watch that and i see it treated as like a an asterisk has been um been probably one of the best like one of the big pros of of watching this show and seeing that scene was was great
2: yeah yeah uh Tarek? Um, I agree. I think the, the wedding scenes in general um, from like um, seeing them say I do to the dancing, um, it just, it really showcases the pride that the show has in, in like Pakistan, uh, Pakistani culture and Mm -hmm. in like Muslim faith and, uh, and Islam in general. I just think it like, it really goes to show how much attention to detail they're putting into representing these groups correctly.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Medium.
3: Um. Yeah, not to be <laughs> a copycat, but <laughs> yes, the wedding as well. I think, especially the part where, like, you know, they're so joyously saying hook but I think really symbolizes a big change that the show is doing for all its flaws possible. But, like, that there's such a, like, proud portrayal of Islam and, like, mm-hmm the South Asian and, like, Pakistani culture, specifically, like, it just, it really felt so familiar, because, like, so many of these things, like, the dances, the mehendi, the, like, um, do that today and all those things like i've seen those things happen i've been a part of it so yeah Mm -hmm. i definitely really really love those
2: like also there are no plot holes with these parts of the show like you don't have to (laughs) you don't have to question the 180 turn or or bruno's knowledge you get to be like oh this is just how this is how it is this is like what the real world is like this is beautiful like it's just an appreciation without having to be like hmm
0: (laughs) that's that's also true because to follow up, I also, the wedding was my favorite scene, <laughs> But I'm going to talk more about my second favorite scene, which was the mom and Kamala and her mom in the bathroom. I thought it was, oh yeah, the acting in that scene was like very well done. I teared up. Um, It was nice. I, I think we like, we needed and earned that moment between her and her mom where it's like, okay, because her mom, you know, has been like, her dad has been the fun, fun dad and like strict mom, right? And so I thought it was very nice to see the mom, like, because of course this mother loves her. Like, she's not, she's not like mean. She's just strict, right? And like, the dad's the fun dad. So, like, the, you know, ones that's going to happen, right? So I thought, like, for the show and for these characters, we needed this, like, very sweet moment. And it was very well done. Um, And wasn't like, I don't know. It was just like, you know, the mom comes in and she's like, oh, what happened? And like, you know, like, washes her knee. And very effortlessly without, you know, she just says, I fell off my bike. And the mom accepts that. The mom isn't being like, oh, you know, saying, I don't trust you or saying, you know, anything like that. I I thought it was just, and the lighting in this, like, this is like a stupid thing, but like the lighting in the scene was even really nice. Like it was like the light coming through the like white curtains. So it was like a little darker with some backlight. I liked the way it looked. Yeah, I was just a big fan of it. Loved the hug. Um, What grade do we give this
2: episode? Dark? I would go with a solid B minus. Ooh, B minus. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: medium.
3: Um, B plus, but only because of the specificity of the weddings.
1: <laughs> Ash- <laughs> Ashley. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with a, I'm gonna go with a B. Right. Um, but like, if they can't do what I need them to do in the next few episodes. And since I know I I'll be on the last episode of the podcast. I just I don't want people add, I don't want people like adding up all my grades and if I'm like being harsh like well you said you listen we're at the halfway mark and I'm a little nervous but I will give it a beat because it's been doing well so far. I feel like Ashley the reason you
0: and I do co-hosting well together is because we both feel the same it's like listen I am also a fucking nerd so nerds don't come for me. It like, is they act
1: like you know and this why this Y'all act like I'm new here. I don't talk <laughs> about anything else. Like, give me a break. <laughs> so, if I don't like it, and it's not, no, I mean, because it's like I do like it, but it's like if I am willing to criticize a wee bit, you should right. know it is not because I don't enjoy something. Right. This has really we- been my life's work.
0: We both got comments on TikTok saying, like, have you guys ever watched
2: a Marvel movie before? <laughs> like,
1: and we have we never forgotten. <laughs> oh, my gosh. gosh.
2: Are you Is,
3: I get nervous.
2: I'm, like, <laughs> legit terrified now because I'm such a casual Marvel fan of people who are just going to go for my throat now that no, I've all this stuff.
1: <laughs> um, um, also, if you are only listening to this and didn't listen to the first two, you're not allowed to comment. You're not allowed to. Has been (laughs) revoked. Ashley is laying down the fucking hammer. Um,
0: I I give it a B plus. I still like I even with the like plot holes that we discussed. I'm just I'm enjoying this more than I've enjoyed. Uh, I mean, hands up, I loved Hawkeye, so I did love. But like Kate Bishop and Kamala Khan are doing like really working for me as characters, and it's like. Nice to see because I mean, talk about fucking put on your clown shoes, Ashley. How many times was I like, well, in Multiverse of Madness, we're definitely getting Wiccan, and then he was still a child and then went away by the end. Um, I yeah, was like, that was a statue in Multiverse of Madness, right? Like, I was like, oh, we're definitely getting our first, like, <laughs> you know, like gay teen superhero, and we no. did not. Um, but I, I, I have. little bit more faith in this show that even if even if like we don't quite land the plane at the end like a lot of these shows don't um i've been enjoying kamala so much and she's so fresh and new that like i'm enjoying the ride (laughs) um all right well thank you all for listening thank you all for joining uh if you like slayer fest 98 you can find us